Hey, yo, what's poppin'? It's the homie Sydney, and you are now watching the Kickback Sessions. Let's get it, y'all. Okay. Hey, yo, what's poppin'? It's your girl, the homie Sydney, and we are here, chillin', kicking back, real smooth, real groovy. Real groovy, like. Where'd you get that nickname from, just um, first of all? It came from uh, my favorite movie, House Party. Okay. Uh, there's a scene in House Party where um, this dude gets carried off. Mm-hmm. He drunk as fuck. And we coined the turn. He got grooved because he was fucked up. So they had to carry him out. So when I was young, I used to. So you to, began fucked up and getting carried out? I, I was. I had you, my time. You, you used to be. That used I had to be my you. time. I had my time. What, so age, what age frame was that? That was like high school. That was yeah. high school. So. Hi, keep me too. I'm not even. I feel so, you. When I started making music, it mm-hmm. just kind of made sense. Like, nah, you got to run with hand. that. Yeah, you got to run with that. And you're from North Carolina, right? I'm from North Carolina, Durham, to be exact. Durham. The Bull Durham. City is what they call it. The Blue City? The Bull City. The Bull City. Yeah. What does that symbolize to you? Uh, Strength. 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 And when do you think you started to really, like, hone in on your strength? Was there, like, a moment in time or was it, like, a period? Um, probably when I became an adult, really mm. just got out of high school and really just knew I had to just make moves on my own mm. and just get the fuck out of there mm-hmm. for real, for real, because it was a distraction. So it was just more so like, all right, it's time for you to take what you've learned on the fucking road. And that independence and confidence you had, is that something you feel like you always had or was that something in high school you were so ready to pursue your dream? Yeah. You just chose Always, it. always. Yeah. So tell me about how you grew up then. What was, um, your, what was your family structure like? My family structure, well, thankfully I have both of my parents in my That's life. A um, they were they still married to this day. Um, I grew up in a um, church household. Mm-hmm. My pops was a preacher, um, so I went to church all the fucking time, mm-hmm. all the time. So I actually attribute church or gospel music to be like my first inspiration for real for real like tell me about the first gospel song that really spoke to you i don't know if it's like one one song, in particular like, you know what i'm saying i don't know if it's one song but mm-hmm. i would say like 90s gospel early 2000s gospel mm-hmm. like i don't really know no gospel other mm-hmm. from when i'm grown like you mm-hmm. might play some shit i don't know but like early shit that i grew up on love it and what about gospel music did you gravitate towards um <clears throat> the musicality of it mm-hmm. honestly like it's, it's very like Especially in the 90s, like, mm-hmm. the music was crazy. Like, mm-hmm. just the musicality of it just made me want to know, like, how the fuck did this sound, like, so big? For sure. Like, what's the structure of it? So, shit, it just made me, like, want to become uh, a musician. And mm-hmm. it just made me, like, try to figure out how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how were you even finding music at that age? How was I finding music? Yeah, because some people, they're just hearing in the household. Well, Other people were just like I'm gonna tell really you, just digging. Honestly, I was sneaking because it wasn't like allowed at first. What do like, you mean it wasn't allowed? Well, I mean, my pops was a preacher. He really wasn't. So I had to mm-hmm. get smooth with that remote. Like, oh, this nigga over there. MTV. Right. BT. Facts. I, I just okay, had facts. to make sure I had ESPN on last. Hit that mm-hmm. last button. <laughs> you know what I mean? As soon as my nigga <laughs> walk in. switch right back. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, so God. as soon as he come in. I got quick with it, but mm-hmm. I think just not having access to it just made me like, man, I just got to, it just made me more adventurous. With more it. thirsty just, for that, yeah, for that more, exposure to that, yeah, way that more kind thirsty, of side. Way more thirsty Hell for yeah. it. Yeah. And with that gospel music you were listening to, mm-hmm. 
How did it make you feel? Um, gospel always just <laughs> puts you in a good mood, mm-hmm. just make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And I take that for my music. Like right. when people always ask me, how you explain your sound? I'm like, I just make feel good shit. Mm-hmm. I think that's what groove and the name, it just all coexists. Because yeah. I try to make like shit that's going to make you feel away. Mm-hmm. And what producers impacted you while you were growing up? What producers didn't impact me? Right. Um, Do you have a top? You know that everyone's talking about that top 50 producer list. Yeah, yeah. I've seen can you, a can lot. You, can you give me a couple that are on your list? I've it doesn't have to be in order. I've seen a lot of those. No order in particular. No but, order in particular. Um, but Pharrell, just a couple. of Pharrell. course. Pharrell, Timberland, Organized Noise, Knife Wonder, um, Childish Major, uh, Zaytoven, Just Blaze, mm-hmm. Kanye. Like, I can go on and on. Mm-hmm. Pimp like, I learned from just being in North Carolina, it's like we right in the middle of right. everything. And also, a lot of people don't know, I went to, like, a private school. Mm-hmm. And, like, the private school had, like, boarding students that played mm-hmm. basketball from, like, all over the country. Mm-hmm. So, these niggas would bring in. What school was this? Mount Zion. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Mount Zion. Like, you can look it up. Tracy mm-hmm. McGrady went there. A lot of niggas went to the NBA. Sounds, yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah, but um, a lot of niggas came to my school, and they were from mm-hmm. different places. So, like, you know, that was the first time that I got exposed to music from Texas or, mm-hmm. you know, shit that, you know, this was way before the streaming era. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So the only way you would have access to it is if somebody had it on mm-hmm. hand. So, like, that helped me a lot as far as, like, growing my sound, mm-hmm. I would say. I want to touch on the private school aspect. I went to private school, too. Yeah. And I hated that shit. I didn't fit in. No one fucked with me. Were you Were you a kid who really acclimated in that private school? I'm going to tell situation? you another thing, man. Um, I hated it, too. <laughs> but another thing about <laughs> my pops, back back to my pops, this nigga was my principal. Like, <laughs> this nigga was my assistant principal. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it was kind of like, it was kind of like my school, for real, for real. It was kind of like my school. Like I got, I'm the youngest of three boys too. So it's like my brother really ran the shit. Then <laughs> my brother who came after me, That's like funny, he man. ran the shit. Then I really. So you kind of, really you kind of stepped yeah. in that. You stepped in that yeah. shit. You was in there. Yeah. So I mean, it had its perks, mm-hmm. but I definitely hated it. Like it was like where you where the ratio how, between yeah, the ratio. females and women. Was, I mean, females and males was like, bruh. I might have had like less than for sure less than twenty girls in my class. Us. Like it was, it was a small. What was, like, how, yeah, was it, yeah. how was it? How was it race wise? Race wise, all black. Okay, all black. Okay, that's just other than other exchange students really? that would come that's and play nice, basketball. Though. Yeah, that's nice. Like my mm-hmm. my private school was all white. I was one of three black girls. Nah, it was all black. And, and it was all girls. <laughs> it was all black with just a few girls, and the girls that was there was like. I damn near grew up with my whole life, so it was like that shit was too close. I damn near hated them. About it. Yeah, yeah, I damn, yeah. Yeah, but the good thing about uh-huh. it was like the popping school, the popping high school on my mm-hmm. side of town was literally right next door to my school. So it was like, so you just had a lot. I was very popular over there. Life. Like people's like, high he everywhere, mm-hmm. and we never see this nigga in school. But they didn't know I went to the private school. So, it was so you like, was just you was just moving and making. Yeah, man, I always been a mover. Move What's your sign? Capricorn. Oh gosh, <sighs> why are you saying that? I feel like okay, Capricorn is like strongest like yeah we strength i told you that yeah, a, lot, told a you. lot of strength a strength. lot of stubbornness a lot of control be careful it's real i'm just being real i'm just i'm just what's, saying what's I'm your just, song? What's up? leo 
I don't really know nothing. Exactly. About you know, and you feel me? That's because we, you know. Y'all low? Yeah, we we know we just Leoing it up. I feel you, but. You <laughs> I've only heard <laughs> really good things up. about Capricorns all my That's life. That's not true. I mean, besides the fact of them I'm being really, they're hard workers. You. They're really I'm just hard telling workers. telling you what I heard. I just don't believe it. We are hard workers. Capricorns. My mom was a Capricorn, and I, the way and I, she's probably one of the most beautiful women you've ever met. Oh, in your she life. was amazing, but like she was still stubborn. But she was the strongest, the most hardworking, and like they y'all do care. People meet you say, "Where you get that from, my mama?" And they're right. Okay, you got it. You got it. You I know. Got it. I okay, know, I know. It's all good. But back to you. Yeah. So, and being in North Carolina, what year did you really start getting into producing? Um, shit, I've been making music. Well, I've been trying to make music since I was, I would say, maybe, like, around, like, fifth, sixth grade. I'm really, like, Mm -hmm. trying to really, like, figure shit out. Um, And I would say maybe, like, seventh grade, I really started, like, all right, this is how I, this is, 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 you can actually make beats from a laptop. I got Mm -hmm. hip to Ninth Wonder who's actually from North Carolina, shout out to Ninth. I got hip to him, and he was producing for Jay-Z. So I'm like, yo, first of all, it's a nigga from my backyard that's working with Mm Jay-Z, and he's doing this shit off of a laptop. I got to get hip. So once I found out that I can make beats off of a laptop, it was over. Like, I was... Locked in from that what, moment. That what was equipment literally, and software were you using? Um, FL Studio. I started off with FL Studio. Mm-hmm. But I've, you know, I've grown out of that. Mm-hmm. But shout out to everybody who use FL. It's a lot of hits been made off of that shit. A lot so. of hits been made with FL. I'm not a hater. But you grew out of it. Yeah, I grew out of it. And talking about the beats you were making at that time. Um, they were trash. They were trash. They were trash. Did you think they were trash at that time? Um, uh, I'm gonna tell you though. <laughs> the 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 dope thing about it is like, the dope thing about it is even t- still to this day it's like I got a lot of this, all my files I've kept like mm-hmm. since then. Oh, that's dope. And I be going back listening to it. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of fire ass ideas, but it's just like I didn't, I wasn't ready for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like even still to this day, I'm cranking up beats that I made fucking mm-hmm. 10 years ago you know what i'm saying like even some of the shit i've been making this week literally mm-hmm. like i was in the studio with smino and i'm like yo i made these beats fucking 2012 2011 mm-hmm. like but the shit the ideas is decent but it's like it ain't all the way there but my mm-hmm. mind is grown it's now grown. so, so you can, you can go back i can go back you know what i'm saying but when i first mm-hmm. first started making beats what i would do was like i was a huge kanye fan so mm-hmm. what i was doing was i was just manipulating his like I was manipulating the samples like how he was doing, emulating his style, mm-hmm. and I would just remake beats that was already out. Mm-hmm. And if I could get something to sound like as close to it, yeah. like what I was hearing on the radio or whatever the fuck, I knew I was like, all right, I can do this shit. So sure. then from that point, it's like, all right, let me try it with my own sounds mm-hmm. and let me figure it out. How would you and, describe the sound you started to build? Um, What's your signature, you would say? Just feel good music, like mm-hmm. I said before. Um... My sound from then, I came from just the sample era. So, yeah. um, like, I'm, I'm always sampling shit. But now mm-hmm. it's, like, sampling in a different way. Like, I'm, I'm, we using more musicians now. So it's, mm-hmm. like, it's way more organic. Mm-hmm. But, like, sampling, it, it trained my ears to know how some shit's supposed to sound. Because these are already songs that's already been composed. Mm-hmm. And they already damn near perfect in their own yeah. way. So it's, like... 
taken from that or those pieces that I took from it, it's like that should train my ears to know like now I can go find musicians and like, nah, I play it like this. And I don't even actually don't play any instruments really? like you know what I mean I fiddle you feel mm-hmm. me like I can you I dibble, fiddle you dibble, I dibble, dabble. dabble I fiddle you feel mm-hmm. me but I just know how shit's supposed to sound so, yeah interesting and then you live in Atlanta yeah uh, it's home base Atlanta yeah home base Atlanta so when did you move to Atlanta uh 2011 how was that transition oh man Carolina it was, boy it was crazy because like I said I went to mm-hmm. private school majority of my lifetime so like growing up in like a small environment, like damn near around the same few people my whole mm-hmm. life. Like I'm tired of seeing y'all niggas. You feel yeah, me? You, like, you wanted to you wanted to meet hell right. people. So and then you when I went to college, I ended up getting into this private school in Raleigh, mm-hmm. um, that was an art school where I was studying um audio engineering. Mm-hmm. So that was like my first time really having full access to like being in the studio all the time, like really creating, creating. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn. I loved it, but at the same time, it was just as small as my high school. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, like I'm trying after I graduated from that shit, I'm like, I'm I damn near was, again. I was damn near depressed because I, yeah. I look back at it, I'm like, damn, I was driving to school every day, but mm-hmm. I still live with my parents. So it was like I never had that, like independent, like, like that like fully. independent. You feel me? Like you know what I'm saying? Even though I did what I wanted to do, but it just you wanted to get away, you know what I mean? Make yeah. your own name for yourself for outside sure. of your family, for sure. And when you went to Atlanta, were you able to start like? It wasn't. A, it wasn't an immediate start. It was more mm-hmm. so like a, I was bullshitting. I got out yeah. there. It was like, oh, this shit fun. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I got out there. Had it. I, I had a girlfriend at the time. Man. Ooh. Was she? Was she also in Atlanta or was she? Nah, she was in North Carolina. Okay. And. Unfortunately, at the time, she was like a crutch. So I was like, yo, I would always go back to North Carolina. Like, I mean, I'm finna go for. You know what I mean? It happens, go, it, happens. it happens. So it took me a long time to really snap out of that shit. And right. I'm like, nah, I'm about to really get on my shit. Mm-hmm. So once that happened, it was like, all right. Came down here, got a job, and really started moving around and shit. Mm-hmm. And shit. Once I started moving around, shit really just took the fuck off. But it was just more so like I had to put myself in that right mindset. What was the igniting moment that was made you ready to take off? Man, I just got tired of just tired like, of you know what I'm saying? It. You know when you just don't really know when some shit gonna pop off so you just gotta damn when you when you tell yourself like damn i really ain't even doing shit like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's that's a hard pill to swallow but i had to and then you linked up with childish major Mm -hmm. when was how much longer Um, when you met him i met childish um it's crazy because i had a home girl who uh did fashion that i grew up with she Mm -hmm. went to the private school that i went to and we pretty much grew up <laughs> we pretty much grew up together mm-hmm. and when i moved to atlanta like fucking around like the first weekend i was at uh, atlantic station and i ran into her and i'm like yo you live here now mm-hmm. she like yeah i'm doing um fashion and shit she was styling people so she was like all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be putting you in contact with like all these artists and shit that i'm styling i'm like bet cool so she hit me like yo come to this show i pop up to this show for an artist by the name of india sean Ooh, who she's um yeah she's amazing she's yeah voice. she's amazing mm-hmm. so i ended up meeting childish there i'm like yo this nigga look mad familiar but i didn't know who he was she was like yo it's childish major i knew the name mm-hmm. but i didn't really know like i didn't know the face with the name right. so i met childish that day and it just so happened to be like he i want to say it was like 
three Jeezy records that he had coming out that mm -hmm. same week. And I was like, damn, this nigga was younger than me. Mm -hmm. That shit just put the fire under my ass. I'm like, bro, I just got to fuck with niggas like you. You yeah. can feel me? Because he, he just immediately inspired me. And he's from the crib. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you from South Carolina? That's like, definitely a you know what I mean? So family moment. I linked up with him and um, had, damn, lost contact with bro mm -hmm. for like a year or something. Didn't even see bro for a minute. And I, mm -hmm. I remember... Um, the girl that I was dating at the time, she came to Atlanta one time, and I was at the mall with her, mm -hmm. and I seen Childish and Deshaun like walking. I'm like, oh, I gotta catch this nigga. And right. I'm damn near, finally, finally I'm damn near chasing this nigga in the mall to get his number again. <laughs> you feel me? He don't even remember this shit. Yeah, damn near chasing, bro. Never, uh, never linked up with him too. Never wow. linked up with him. Like so. Um, fast forward maybe like a couple more months. Um, my mentor by the name of. He need a business. He like, yo, pull up with me over to Chowder spot. I'm like, bet. I already know Chowder. I met bro before. You know what I'm saying? So he remembered me, and we damn near just got cool on some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't even really approach him about no music. Yeah. It was just on some just cool vibes, like nigga shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bro, I'm going to just start pulling up on y'all, bringing a bottle every time. We just going to start turning it up. So maybe like the second or third time, I just had to hit him with it, bro. You know I make beats, too. <laughs> So from that point on, he like, yo, you amazing. Like, and I'm like, man, I was just waiting for the perfect time. You know, I don't like just to, to pull you know, up and press on nah, people. Nah, I'm not one of them. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be the like nigga in the ready. back of the room. You'll never know who exactly. I am until, you know what I mean? It's my time to say speak. You feel me? So linked up with childish and from that point on, like we just I just started coming to the studio, coming to the studio. And this is like Early, this is like this? this is like early childish. Like this is like when I first met Childish, he like he's playing me his al his album at the time. Mm -hmm. And he like, yo, I got this shit my whole album done. It was like kinda R and B, it was kinda rap, it was like some experimental shit in there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bro, I can hear what your shit need to be. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, this ain't it. You feel me? This might not. You ain't ready. You feel me? Like, yeah. and he trusted me enough to be like, all right, let's let's just cook. Let's just keep working. So mm -hmm. the more and more we started working, he just began to really, really craft his own sound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he damn near had three projects that he thought he was going to put out before, so before Wusa. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So when I met him was around the first one. Then he had a second one. Then the third one was like one that I damn near produced like, I want to say like six or eight of eleven songs, mm. you know what I mean, and then that shit got scratched, and then <laughs> and then Wusa, you feel me? So it was like, wow. it's amazing. What to about Wusa was like the final product where it was like, okay, let's. I mean, it just made sense. sense. Like he just hit a pocket that was crazy. Mm. Like, um, and shit, when you got to scratch songs, you just got to scratch songs. Like at the same time, he was hitting he was hitting a pocket that was just so amazing. The mm. growth was just so visible. Like I remember one time. He made um he made like Yoni no I mean not Yoni no he made um what's the fucking song he got um the the two K song mm -hmm. the big song he got on two K um, whatever that song is but he made that song and maybe like three other songs in Wusai damn near in like two weeks mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Shame all that shit like back to back to back to back like he was just in his bag so mm -hmm. it was going crazy. So, and what was the first placement y'all had together that was like? Um, the first favorite. placement that I had with him. Mm -hmm. um, 
honestly, I don't even think none of my music has came out with Childish Gambino. Until this album. Until, until this album. Right? Until yeah, this one. album right now, The Dirt Road Diamond, is coming out. So then you're... September so then, 5th. September 5th. I saw that. I saw that. Shameless Blood. And then uh, your favorite placement. My favorite placement? Um, I think it's yet to, to come out. It's yet to come out. It's yet to come out. I'm just now getting started. Like I know, but I got like a, a lot of early underground shit that mm-hmm. people know about. But I'm uh, so then the most special one would have to just be the most special sacrifices. one. Um, I think sacrifices is probably the most meaningful one mm-hmm. to date, just because of just you know the meaning behind the whole song. Like it's just a what did the song mean to you? It's a clear representation of my career, my yeah. life. Like you know, what I mean everything mm-hmm. that I've put in. To get to this point where the door is finally open for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like all sacrifices, you feel me? Like, even just that song, the way the song came about, like, crazy. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I can't even explain just, um, you know, all the things that I've been through just to get to that moment, to even be, get to the Dreamville sessions. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I just knew I had to get something on that fucking album. Like, I had to. Like, that was, And that was that was important for me to um that week was important for me as well, just as a producer. I'm like, yo, I gotta really separate myself. Mm-hmm. Like I damn near I probably was the only producer who stayed overnight, like twice. But you knew what it had what it had, yeah, to, I had to, to get there. I had to. I don't ask permission, I just do. And just it gets and done. It, and it get and it got done. And it got done. It's amazing. I think it's amazing too. That song made me cry the first time I heard it. It yeah. just it spoke so many volumes to me. Like I saw all over Twitter too. It wasn't just me. Like everybody felt that song. Everyone had a story they attached with that song. That's why I never brought a producer on alone to tell to tell their story to on the show. But like this song and you in general just put together too. I was like, okay. No, I need the story behind the song. I need you to come on and share your story. And this this song was just so powerful. It all just resonated with me so much. What's and your favorite part of the song? Probably J Cole's verse. Wow. Um, I resonated a lot with. A lot of the bars and like especially the part where he's talking about I can't I can't do it. I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna ruin it. You know when you say when you say the wrong part? Say it. Can I can I pull no, these? It's you like just heard love, it. yeah. It's like he's he's talking about what parts. I don't wanna say oh, I hate I hate misspeaking. Did you make bloody sacrifices? Yes, I made bloody sacrifices. Yes. But but I but that's not the part of the, that's not the line I wanna talk about. It was like he Which talks one? about like you don't you not want to lose somebody and if, if you not treating them the right way, you don't want to lose them, and then because you never know when today's the last day, right? Essentially, and like that part meant a lot to me because you never know when it's your like when someone's last day. Yeah, and, uh, the, and like trying to trying to do everything you can for that person. Yeah, I definitely got you know. emotional yeah. the first time I heard the bars. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you knew what part I was talking about. I mean, the whole verse. The whole verse. The yeah. whole verse was kind of like, I'm like, all right, what this nigga finna give me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's cold on the first time me hearing cold on my shit, so I'm already. How like, did that? How did that feel too? Can we go through the whole story, or yeah, we just can gonna, we go through the whole story? Yeah, talk about it. Well, where, where, where should we start? Wherever you want to start. Where should we start? Well, the song began. I would say um, it's probably like the fifth day of the camp. Mm-hmm. So out of ten days, it was like dead in the middle. <clears throat> dead in the middle. So. The first night that I slept overnight, I had intended on, like, I want to say it was, like, me, Olu from Earth Gang, Boss, um, me. It was, like, a whole, it was, like, a random, like, pack of mm-hmm. people who had stayed. And um, 
my whole goal to stay was like, I gotta get this nigga buy some beats. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just my whole goal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause I already knew it's, it's like if I start a song with one of the Dreamville artists, all I gotta do is gas somebody else to get on it, right. and I got a record. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. that was my whole approach. Uh, well, that's what I that was my thought process at the time. Let's just say the boss song never happened. We ended up just getting too thrown, and mm-hmm. we was just in the studio. But at the same time, I was making like folders of beats, and I was like also just making beats that night. Yeah. Anyway, so the next day I wake up. Um, I might have slept two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Olu from Earth Gang, he the only one who was woke, so he like, "Yo, you hungry?" I'm like, "Man, hell yeah." Let's go get some food. I didn't even know he was driving. So I'm like, bet. Okay, we out of <laughs> here. So we just so happened to go up the street to Flying Biscuit. And we just talking. I'm like, bro, this can't been fun as hell. Like, it was crazy because um, before that point, like, every day, like, me and Childers were going to the camp every day. And we was damn near, like, pepping each other up as mm-hmm. we was going and damn near debriefing every yeah. night. Like, all right, what you do today? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that shit was, that was dope. That was dope. We need to do this tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We was very strategic about sure. everything we was doing. Everybody who was there who actually made the album, like, you could just tell the way people was moving. Yeah. Like, niggas was very strategic. Yeah. So, um. You gotta be. Yeah, you had to be. Like <clears throat> you had to be. So, at that point, me and Olu just talking about, like, yo, camp being dope. You know what I'm saying? We just talking about pushing each other. Like, mm-hmm. you know. As friends, you know what I mean? Homies first. Like, yo, we just push each other to make the dopest shit we could possibly mm-hmm. make. Like, nigga, you got the beats, and I'm going to make sure yeah. that this shit be a song. You feel yeah. me? Like, that was just kind of like, that was, oh, that was okay, push. I bet. So, um, I get back to the studio, and, like, it's damn near early as hell. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, noon, maybe 1 o'clock. And um, when I get there, I go to the room 222. See, the room 222 was, um, they say it was Whitney Houston's room. Mm. That's what they say. So it was just something very magical yeah. about this room. Like, from the first day, like, I just mm. went in there and just damn near, like, just held that shit down and was only letting, like, my homies and people who I wanted to fuck with, like, like nah, we got to really hold this room down because it's just something special about this room. So when I went in the room that day, um... When I first got there, I want to say Monty and Smee had just got there. Mm -hmm. Now, pause the story. To backtrack on that, the day before that um, was when uh, Monty had got to the um, sessions. And he was already telling me, like, um, I had previously met Monty when me and Childish was on tour. Yeah. And he thought I was Ch- Childish's manager for some reason because I'm always asking niggas for beats for Childish. <laughs> so he like, bro, I thought you was bro manager. I'm like, nah, I produce yeah, too. So we was in the kitchen. Long story short, I press play on him. He like, bro, you got to help me like immediately. You got to help me like yeah. makes me no whole next album. Like that's just, that was his energy. I'm like, yeah. bet. You know what I mean? Because I'm fans of these niggas. Yeah. You feel me? Like I had just met Monty. I had never yeah. met me before. Um, fast forward the next day, he like, yo, I'm off the rip. I'm going to introduce you to bro as soon as he get here. So I'm like, all right, bet. So the next day, he come in, like, and just bring him immediately into my room. Mm -hmm. I had just told this nigga the day before, like, bro, you got to go grab some Zaxby's. Because me and Monty just be on some fat nigga shit. Always, (laughs) like, putting each other on food and shit. So I'm like, bro, you got to. You got to fuck with Zaxby's because we always mm-hmm. just comparing food, Chicago food. He swears Chicago got the best food. So I'm like, bro, 
Zaxby's got the best chicken tenders. You ain't never had them. You need to go fuck with them. Mm-hmm. So him and me come in with the Zaxby's. We just chilling. Um, and Smee like, yo, play me some beats, bro. Like, you feel me? So I look on my desktop, and literally the first folder that I see was the folder that I made for Boss. I'm like, man, fuck it. Fuck, I was going to go through these. Just about to go through these. My bad, Boss. You probably never knew that. But <laughs> I press play. The first beat was the Sacrifices beat. And he like, yo, load that motherfucker up. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, um, I want to say that fifth day, it was crazy because I feel like that was the day that the camp really shifted. Like, the energy of the camp shifted mm-hmm. because I want to say Smee, Buddy, Mez, um, it was like Smee, Buddy, Mez. Like, it was a few people who had just got there that day, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, who were like key people on the yeah. album. You feel me? Like, for Buddy sure. for sure. You for know sure, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, all throughout the album. Right, all throughout the album, Mez, all throughout mm-hmm. the album, like just that good energy, like, and that mm-hmm. shit kind of just shifted yeah. where the camp was going from for that sure. point on, you know what I'm saying? So, um, he came in, the beat was playing, and shit, me and Olu had already just had that conversation about like just pushing mm-hmm. each other. So, his sneaky ass already knew what I'm on, like, he just come in and just sit in the corner and just start writing. And, Ooh. Saba came that day as well. Shout Ooh, out to my nigga Saba. All, all yeah, so Saba, um, you know, he Chicago nigga and fuck with Monty and Smee real heavy. So he immediately came in the room we was in. And, I mean, the beat's just playing. I don't really have no expectations at this point. Right. It's just more so, like, I don't really know. Like, you know what I mean? I already know niggas was cooking up music fast as hell. The yeah. energy in the camp was like. It was crazy. It was crazy because so many songs was getting lost. So as a producer, you scared as hell because it's like, we was making so much shit. But it's like, Mm -hmm. if don't nobody record that shit, it's, nigga, you ain't make shit. You feel me? Like, niggas was whole had hooks to my beats, whole verses. And niggas say, oh, it's food in there. Everybody leave, come back. The song is dead. You feel me? Like... That shit happened so many times. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it was it was early in the day, and I was yeah. like, "Damn, we gotta really like, really cook, cook. we gotta zone in on this energy, like all these niggas." But it, the dope thing was that it was at the beginning of the day, so everybody was like hungry, ready. like hungry. and ready. You feel me? So it was like that was that divine time. It was dope. You know what I'm saying? So the the, the beat is playing, and everybody in that motherfucker writing, and um, I want to say Olu finishes his verse. First, I want to say the order of the song mm. is how niggas really? finish their oh, verses. So Olu came in and he finished his verse. Um, and before he recorded his verse, um, we just in there vibing and shit. And uh, I want to say Saba's in there at this point, like, and everybody's in there right. And I still ain't got no expectations. But as soon as he started with the yeah, 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 yeah shit from the song that you hear mm-hmm. on Sacrifice. I'm like, oh, this shit finna you know, be special. You know where it's about to go. I knew it was going to be special from that point. And I, mm-hmm. and I could just see everybody's eyes light up from just the excitement of like, oh, this nigga just came with it. You feel mm-hmm. me? So it was damn near like everybody still writing, and it was like but they the, still the had, yeah, still. the energy was still there. So I stayed in there until maybe like the end of his him recording his verse. And then Smee. And who was engineering? Um. Oh, let me say, let me rewind my story back. So before we started recording, mm-hmm. 
There was no engineer there. Like, mm-hmm. so now, mind you, we had just left there at maybe like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And, well, they left there at 6 a.m. I stayed overnight. Mm-hmm. This is noon at this point. So no engineers were there. Like, mm-hmm. niggas had just left. I know they tired. So shout out to the homie Childish. He pulls out his laptop and fucking engineers <laughs> the sacrifices, the original sacrifices session. That's fire. So he pulls out his laptop, and the original session is probably still there to this day. Mm-hmm. Shout out my nigga Childer. So fast forward, mm-hmm. Olu spits his verse, Smino spits his verse. Mm-hmm. I'm excited mm-hmm. as fuck at this point. So I kind of walk out just to really see what else going on because yeah. it's damn near ten studios in this in okay. it's ten studio room. So I'm like. This vibe is already damn near secure. I feel good about it. Yeah. I can walk around and try to make something else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I walk around, but I'm just damn near just too excited. I had to come back to the room. I come back, and I see this nigga cold, like, legs sticking out from, like, behind the couch. Like, this nigga, like, <laughs> on some creepy shit. I just see some Jordans, and I'm like, oh, fuck. This oh, nigga wow. just in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, and mind you, maybe like two times before that during the camp, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He might have came in while I was making a beat and just started writing on his phone and I got excited, but nigga ain't recorded or I ain't hear it. You feel yeah. me? So I'm like, all right, bet. So right. But at this point, I'm damn near on some like, yeah. I'm excited, but bro, you, yeah. is you, if, are you really, yeah, you, know you, you, you right. Not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I stay in there all the way up until I want to say Saba's verse. Saba going crazy on his verse. I'm just blown away. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I walk out again, maybe two seconds. I'm like, damn, they're right outside the room. Mm-hmm. Maybe like two minutes later, Cole come out. He like, bro, um, text me that beat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, nigga. I hit him with them. All mm-hmm. right, nigga. I didn't really think he was going right. to get on it. You feel me? But he came back like two minutes later, like, bro, text me the beat. Like, For I ain't sure. get it yet. Mm-hmm. I ain't had no service. I did text it to him. I had to show him, like, bro, I ain't flexing. I did For send sure. it to you. He like, nigga, just airdrop it to me. But airdrop the beat. He went into his little hole. He had this little corner room. Mm-hmm. It was called the roster room. It was like. Is it roster or roster? Roster. Like, roster. it was a whole Jamaican theme room. Mm-hmm. Like. Damn near like a closet, way small. It's smaller than this shit right here. Yeah, it was a vibe. It was just him and an engineer, and maybe like a producer at the time. And he went in there and recorded it. So from that point, the vibe is done. Like once Saba records, I'm thinking like, all right, fuck it. Oh, loose me, no Saba. I got a classic already. You know what I'm saying? I felt good about it. You know what I mean? Let's file new. That's my saying. Like we just Mm -hmm. going to the on to the next one. Mm -hmm. So. We cook up more songs. Um, I'm going to say maybe like 6, 7 in the mm-hmm. evening. By the time they cook dinner for us, I seen Cole again in the hallway, and he hit me with the – he just tapped me. He hit me with the – he just hit me with one <laughs> of them. Like I'm like, oh, I got mm-hmm. excited. Like I'm like, oh, this nigga really must have went crazy. Like If he excited and had to find like, me to tell me, I'm like, first. all right. Okay. I'm like, nigga, let, moment. Me, let me hear it. Like He like, I got you, I got you. He – Calm. I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, don't play with me like that. Don't, don't play with me. So, fast forward, maybe like damn near hours later. If that's seven, I'm gonna say maybe like eleven thirty, twelve midnight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, this nigga still ain't found me to play me the song. He gassing me. Mm-hmm. I walk in a room and it's fifty niggas in a room, like <laughs> literally fifty niggas, and they about to play the song. Like I'm talking about, they. 
loading it up. Like really? I'm like, damn, ain't nobody come find me. <laughs> he like, oh, groove, perfect. Come in, close the door, shut it behind you. I'm like, oh shit, it's about to get good. So now, mind you, I told you that the original session was on Childish's computer. Yeah. So Cole went and recorded on a whole nother computer. So it was in a whole nother session. Mm -hmm. So he like, all right, play y'all's first, and then we gonna play my verse. Bet. So we did that. Played the original version, which I already knew was classic. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And then everybody wanted to hear it. Nobody had heard Cole's verse. Like, mm -hmm. nobody. Mm -hmm. So it was 50 niggas in the room. Oh, wow. I almost cried, but oh, I didn't. Wow. I didn't. It was a very emotional time. Um, wow. But it was exciting at the same time. No, but I know that. I know that. It was I know like that must awesome, have felt like, so good. So it was just didn't real. feel real. Uh, like yeah, at it, all. it just didn't feel. At it was all. like an out of body but it experience. Like such a, it was such a deserved moment, though. So it was like yeah, it was a for beautiful, sure. for sure. Moment. And it was like the first thought that I had was, "This shit ain't gonna make the album. This shit seven minutes." That's the first thing I That's thought. Like, bro, this nigga damn near verse was a whole nother song. Like, bro, you spit for three minutes. But he, because he, he I knew. just, he I, knew. I was, I was scared. I ain't gonna lie. He knew, but the fact that it happened and it came together in a testament. It was, yeah. it was ready. It was your time. Yeah, for sure. Moment. And I knew, I didn't, and I knew he loved, I knew he loved it because literally, like yeah. the last he day, out to you. That, that says like something. the last day, I want to say, um, even even before the la even before the mm -hmm. camp was over, I want to say, like, so the song was recorded at night, mm -hmm. and like every every day after that, everybody just fucking with me, like, oh, this nigga made the hottest song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like everybody just said, I'm like, y'all gassing. No, so the day before, the literally, like the night we were leaving, like mm -hmm. the last night of the camp. I'm walking out. He literally like, nah, bro, let me play you that joint again. Like Cole told me that. And I'm like, oh, this nigga really fuck with it. You feel me? So from I felt good leaving the camp. Leaving the camp. You, knew, you, you feel me? You knew you had one. I knew, knew I had one. Was <laughs> I knew I had one. So <laughs> fast forward. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to All-Star Weekend. It's February. Yeah. A little bit. January, then February. Mm -hmm. All-Star Weekend. We in Charlotte. And um, my homie Mez pulled up on me. He like, yo. I went to Cold Crib the other day, man. Nigga was playing me a song in the crib. Like, wow. like he was like, he was so excited about it. Like I had never heard it. I'm like, bro, oh God, put that on something. You know what I'm saying? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, word. So I'm like, okay, maybe this nigga really fuck with it. So mm -hmm. I seen Cole during All-Star Weekend. And um, they had like the little Dreamville show. And like right before them niggas went on stage, we backstage and shit. Me and him sitting on the couch just like this. Mm -hmm. I'm like. Bro, you still fuck with that joint? <laughs> he like, what? Which one? I'm like, yeah, this nigga don't fuck with it. I'm yes, like, bro, the sacrifice and shit. He like, nigga, that's my favorite song. And I'm like, uh, I ain't gonna question it no more. I knew it was going on the album from that point on. That point I'm like, on, you were I just knew, I knew it was going on the, the album. Bag was secured. I knew it was, was going secured. on the album. Yeah, for sure. I know that was special. Nah. So fast forward to now, how do you plan on moving forward? Man, what's coming? What's coming? Um, so next, the next thing we got. See, I was born for this. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this <laughs> shit for a long been, time. Been so it's like, life. even though people might think sacrifices was the first one, I had so much shit in the can. Was, was so real. we got childish coming this, and about next week, matter of mm -hmm. fact, Child September fifth. Nine five, right? Yeah, September the fifth. Mm -hmm. We got childish Dero Diamond coming. I got three joints on there. Fire. A joint with him and Ludacris. Um, and that's two, on the album too. Yeah, that's on the album. That shit. Then we got, um, we got something special on Earth Gang joint. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell y'all who featured on that one. That shit special too. But okay. so both of those coming out in September, and then we got. I don't know, man. Just so Is much more shit coming? in the can, man. Stuff coming. I'm excited. So much for more you. shit in the can. I'm excited. Um, we got Smino album, which is probably gonna drop like the beginning of next year, 2021st quarter. And you all over there. I'm very excited about that shit. It's probably like, um, probably like the best music that I've ever made in my life or been a part of, mm. only because it's like. I've never been pushed to this level, and then we just mm. like really vibe super connect. locked in. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing that I can say that I'm like super blessed from the Dreamville sessions. Mm. Like I tell Cole and Eve this shit all the time. It's like, yo, y'all niggas definitely changed my life with the placement. Mm. But even beyond that, the, the true, the true, yeah, the true testimony that. is like you know the family you know, the that niggas created. You know what I'm saying? Like and even then, it's mm. like. You damn near got to do a documentary like five, ten years later to just say like, all right. What it did. What it did. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't really see what it's doing yet. But it's like that shit really created a family. Everybody who was a part of that album, like everybody album from this point on going to be fired because we all fuck with each other. We pulling up on each other and we on some like, nah. Pushing each other, like nah, everything got to be fired. Yeah, everybody know what they're capable of now from this point. So it's like, sure. that's the dope part about it. And I'm, I'm trying to be on everybody album. And you like, gonna be? I'm definitely gonna, gonna be on every. I'm, you gonna be? You gonna be on every album? Oh God. Well, I'm happy for you, man. I'm, I'm happy you. for you. Look at Thank this you. shit. I appreciate well, you. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in here. This couch, motherfucking plush as hell. Fuck around and take a nap. As soon as you press cut, we don't we don't sleep on this couch. This couch, oh. this couch has to stay for the guests. You want to be nah. on? You want to be on a couch that people just be? I probably would sweat this shit out. That, I'm that saying, motherfucking I'm velvet saying, just we can't, we can't, we can't stay that velvet just hot on so my I, neck. And I ain't this, gonna this lie. light is hot. The light is crazy. This light is hot. But I appreciate you for coming on the couch. What you shining though? Thank you. You shining? I'm joking. I'm joking. Got a little air in my face. <laughs> It's all good. But yes, thank you for coming on the kickback. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for coming.